Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the BJJ Foxcast. I am your host, Alex Martinez, and today I am really excited to have my friend Kenny Kim on the show. Kenny is a third-degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He is also the creator and host of the Matt Made Show. Kenny, welcome, man. Man, pleasure being here. Thanks so much for the opportunity. It's always good to be here in Arizona visiting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of family here, you know? Yeah, man, and you got a busy weekend, dude. Yeah, I, I didn't know we were going to be this busy, but yeah, hey, it's a good thing, though. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. We, um, You're going to be doing a seminar tomorrow in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona at uh, Always Four Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's going to yep. be at 6.30 to 8.30. It's open to all teams yep. and levels. Yep. And then on Saturday, we're going to be at your place. Yep. Uh, Aries, East Mesa from yep. what? Is it 12 to 2? 12 to 2. Yep. yep. 12 to 2. Yep. And afterwards, a big party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. then on Sunday, we had uh, Aries Goodyear. Goodyear right? Open Mat. Yeah. Open Mat, uh, 11 to 1. And then I fly right back out to Atlanta. How do you do it? Uh, man, you know, superhuman strength. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you're getting older. You're, you're 25 now. Yes. So, yes, uh, yes. 24 yeah. <laughs> going on 25. <laughs> but, uh, no man. Hey, listen, uh, thank you so much for coming on. I want to get right into it. I want to talk about your Matt made show. Mm -hmm. Matt made, uh, started, uh, what, what was it? A couple of years ago? Actually, ideas started years ago. Okay. Okay. But it actually started, I would say really depends on how far we want to look back. Yeah. Let's go from the beginning, man. Let's see. So let's, the Matt Made book was really, well, I, I started to write the book right before the pandemic happened. So okay. I was already writing the Matt Made book. So the, the, the book was titled Matt Made. Yeah. The reason it was titled Matt Made was because I am Matt Made. Yeah. Kenny Kim is Matt Made and yeah. Matt Made is Kenny Kim. Meaning that's where I grew up. This is where I made many mistakes. This is where I succeeded this is where i found myself uh so i wanted to tell the story because it's a profound motivational story i think for some a lot of the younger generation especially coming up yeah especially of color yeah okay i know even uh you know with a korean background i know there's a lot of kids that are coming up are either forced to okay you got to go to school and become this 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 that mm. if you drop out of school then you basically just go open up a liquor store or whatever your parents were doing wow. or, or yeah. your, their grandparents were doing, right? Yeah. So the choices weren't always there. Yeah. And so I wanted to tell my story of how uh, I wasn't always the ideal child, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my sister was, but I was the one running out on the streets. I was the one that was causing havoc and trouble. Yeah. But the mats have kept me in line and made me... I don't know, successful in life. I'm not going to say successful just as an entrepreneur. Yeah, right. that too, but yeah. I think just in life. And so I wanted to share that story. So the vision was always there. So I, how do I start? I start with a book. Okay, well, let me write a book. Yeah. And at first I had doubts. I'm like, who's going to freaking read my book? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who am I? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? But I started to get positive feedback. Yep. Yep. I had one mentor named Michael. He... He just basically broke it down. He's like, all these guys are nobodies until they are somebody. That's true, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so I said, okay, even if I can touch one person with my book, with my story. Yeah. I've done my job. Mission I've, accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. So the book came out and then I thought it needs to be bigger. Like the feedback was amazing. Yeah. Like people were like, oh my God, I, I, I feel the exact same way. I think I grew up the same way. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, how do I get this out to the masses? Yeah. And I, you got to think, internet. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
you got people got to watch. Yep. So I've always had this idea of a reality TV show. I say a reality TV show, but it really wasn't. It was more of a vlog style that I was thinking about because, yeah. as you know, you, uh, you say vlog style. Yeah, vlog. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay. As you know, uh, for the past seven, eight years, our team, mm-hmm. the, the 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 top members of our team, because she knows me, Samir, Milton, we travel all around the world. Yeah, teaching seminars, competing, but every time we go, what I experience is the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a different country, different city, we go. The host picks us up or we meet them. We, we go out on town and eat, you know, whatever the f- best cuisines are. Yeah. Of that city. Yeah. Right? Like this morning, we had the chur- chorizo uh, egg plate, right? Awesome. Which was amazing. Um, and then we train. And every time we train, there's somebody that that tells me about their mat made story. Wow. We're literally sitting on the mat. That's It's called the mat chat. You know, mat chat. We sit there on the yeah. mats and they're like, man, jujitsu has helped me so much. You know, I lost some weight and da, da, da. It's always a story. Yeah. And then afterwards, we go out, do something fun, man. We may go to the beach. We may go surfing. We may do something, right? So I yeah. thought, man, what if I can document this? Yeah. To show people like what this lifestyle is really about. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't about, okay, just winning championships or getting to the black belt or it was about that experience. It was about learning about another uh, uh, positive influence that jujitsu had. Yeah. And so that's where the idea was born. I mean, so again, the infancy was years and years ago. I've always had this in the back of my head. Yeah. I just didn't know how to go about it. I mean, I don't have the the education or the financial background to... Uh, make something like this happen. So right. I always had this. So during the pandemic, right before it, I said, I got to do this. So I put a team together. I got a couple of my students. They're like, oh, yeah, I have some friends that just graduated from uh, uh, um, whatever, um, you know. Like like a film, film yeah, school film school, yeah. you know. <clears throat> and they're trying to get some work. Like, this would be a great project to work on. I'm like, perfect. So we got a sound guy. We got two video guys. We got a director. I said, okay, guys, listen, there's no compensation for this, but I will pay for our trip down to Florida. Awesome. You know, I, I figure, you know what, I can I can get, spend a few thousand bucks out of my pocket. Yeah. And so we have everything set. And then, of course, one thing starts to close down at a time. One thing yeah. at a time, one thing at a time. Yeah. And, and it was right after we visited you for the Atlanta yeah, Open. Yeah, Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so by the time we were supposed to go film, everything shut down. And, of course, you know, even the, uh, the crew members were like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't think I can make it. Wow. And so it basically just got put to the back burner. It was like, okay, it's dead. Wow. That's got to be frustrating. Yeah. I mean, it was frustrating, but also it wasn't because I really didn't have anything yet. It was right. just an idea. Yeah, right? yeah. So I thought, well, that was a stupid idea anyways. Do you mind if I ask what you were going to, what the project was in Florida, who you were going to be vlogging? Uh, it was actually uh, a person named Thor. Uh, he's got a school down there. And so I, I frequently visited the school and taught some seminars there. Nice. And I said, you know, it's close. Um, it's close enough for me to drive. It's like five and a half hours for me to drive down. So I can yeah. take the crew down there and drive down and be like, Hey Thor, I'm sure you got, and he was like, yeah, I got a guy that's got, you know, a great story. And he's like, look, I got a friend that owns a taco shop. We can go eat there. Awesome. We can do it. Maybe we can go to the <laughs> beach and do some stand up paddle boarding. I'm like, perfect. Everything that we've wanted. Yeah. And, but again, it got squashed. So couldn't do it. Right. And so it was on the back burner and you know, another year went by, nothing happened, but I, I still had this like, lingering like i gotta make this happen yeah yeah and so long story short the 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 partner that i'm working with right now on this project he is a uh father to one of the kids students i don't know what we got talking about he he owns another company 
we're, we're out to lunch one day. We started a talk and the subject came up and we said, you know, he was interested. And uh, he basically said, all right, well, let's do one. Cool. I said, all right, let's do one and see. That's, that's, I mean, we won't know until do one. Yeah. But the, the crazy thing was the numbers were crazy. So, you know, he, he knew some people in the film industry. So we met up with a group and, uh, we're like, okay, this is our idea. They're like, okay, 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 great, great, great. So we'll give you a, you know, invoice and run down of what, what it may cost. Yeah. Cool. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, all right, you know, I don't, I mean, I really don't know. Right. Well, who knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I was thinking uh, a few thousand bucks, maybe. Yeah. You know, like, they come back and uh, my partner like throws me the thing and said, here, take a look. For one episode, they wanted $85,000. Ouch. So it's either they didn't want to do it and just threw that number out. Yeah. Or it really costed that much. Yeah. Which I didn't know at the time. Yeah. I said, well, that's not going to work. Yeah. And so, you know, we shopped around a little bit. We weren't really like direct. I mean, we were just kind of like, okay, what if it Whatever. happens? It yeah. happens. But yeah. Um, somehow we got connected to the, the, the production team that we have now, which is like family to us. And, uh, it's still not cheap. I mean, it's, it's still, yeah. re- I wouldn't even say relatively, I mean, I, I, it's still very expensive. People just don't know what it costs to, you know, yeah. produce these kind of, uh, um, shows. Yeah. It's, I mean, we literally have an eight man team, you know, you know, you got your sound guys, you got your camera guys, you got your directors, you got your editors, you got lighting. You know, yeah. You got yeah. all these guys doing their own and we have to travel, we have to film and we have to edit. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of, lot of, lot of legs behind it, yeah. but we figured it out. And so, yeah, here we are. We're five episodes in actually after this week, as soon as I leave Arizona, I'm going down to Mexico to film our final episode. Uh, I'm going to keep it a secret, not tell anybody <laughs> yet. It's going to be the, 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 the finale. Se- season finale. Season finale is yeah. going to be amazing. Um, it's going to be down in Playa de Carmen in Mexico. Oh, that doesn't uh, suck. With some, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, with some special guests, you know. Nice. Uh, plural S guests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, But our project is a lot bigger than just telling stories of just uh, on the episodes. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of listeners have uh, come across all these emotional videos on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook of um, individuals talking about the benefits of jujitsu, how it has uh, helped them in their daily lives, whether yeah. it's PTSD, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, you know, suicide. I mean, I yeah. mean, there's so many different, you know, <clears throat> benefits that it gives. Um, so those are little short stories that we, we film while we're on site. But the great thing is now our listeners and our viewers, everybody that's a fan of Matt Made can actually go to our web- website, mattmade.com and share your own story. That's beautiful. At the pri- at the privacy of your home. All you have to do is just share your story and I prompt you through. I take you through. It takes about five minutes and you literally record your own story. You upload it. Our editors chop it up and we share it with the world. If you got a story to tell, make sure you guys go to mattmade.com and share your story. Now our website is like you can actually go into different categories emotional family you can go and watch those videos and you know we've been getting so many dms and emails about like i'm ready to get started i'm ready to get back i saw a story on so and so i know you did a story too in uh, vegas but yeah yeah, it's it's been an amazing uh journey it's again at its infancy it's gonna be i mean just i can't wait for the future yeah i i you know what i love what you said about um that you know the stories on the mat chats and you know we've all had them. We've all had them. We've, we've been to seminars out of, out of state or we've been training at someone's gym out of state and you just sit there and you talk to a complete stranger 
and they share their story with mm-hmm. you, and now you've created that bond with them. Oh, right? sure. And now when you see them at tournaments or wherever, it's always a hug and, hey, man, how's it going, yeah. stuff like that. What you've done, what Matt made, what the Matt Made Show has done with their shorts, it's allowed me to have those relationships with those people as well, to build that bond with those people. I can't wait to meet them. Right. Um, you know, there was there was a, a, a lady who uh, lost her son to a violent yeah. crime. Mm-hmm. And I, I was barely, actually there when she was telling the story. Bro, I barely made it through that one. Our, our entire team just kind of looked at each other and was like, oh, my God, what do we just get on camera? Yeah, yeah. And it, that was actually like the start of the shorts. We were like, oh, my God. Yeah. People were just opening up to us. Yeah, yeah. And, and the story that I shared, I never shared that story out loud with anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone that went through what I went through or, or did what I did is like you kind of go kind of underground and you never talk about it, right? But once I shared that story, I felt this weight lift. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening a lot yep. of the time. And yep. even on a mat, if I just met you on the mat and I told you my story, I mean, I'd feel better. About, sure. You know, yep. that day just go yep. better. But now you're allowing the world to see those stories and yep. build those bonds and create those relationships mm-hmm. with people that we haven't even met yet. Right. And but the beauty of it is that not only do they get that off their chest, people, viewers watching that, they get inspired by that yes. story. Yeah. Whether for themselves or somebody else. Yeah. And then, or see people that, Used to train it, you know, and they had a bad experience with mm. mm-hmm. Now they're like, you know what? I want to try again. Yeah, I want to do this. I want to get into this. Oh, I was forty-five years old. And I thought I was. Well, no, I'm going to do it. After watching this seventy-three-year-old lady, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I see the positive effects of it. Yeah. And the beauty of it is, pretty soon, MattMade.com is going to connect those people to the nearest gym. We have a beautiful. We have uh, 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 7,000 gyms in our in our possession right now. Wow. Which once we get cleaned up, it'll probably be down to 5,000 in the United States. We're starting So, so you're building that network within your website? Yes. Nice. So they can not only tell their story, as they watch the stories, they're like, I want to sign up. And they just basically go to the location. They'll be able to see all the schools that are listed. Wow. And every school is going to be on there for free. If they want more, we can do more for them, but yeah. it's going to be listed on there. And the possibilities are endless. Right. They're endless. I mean, you, sure. can, do, you can do so much with that information. Information so we're and, connecting, yeah. we're connecting the dots for everybody. I love it, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so, man, it's 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 an exciting project, and it's gonna be. I'm telling you, it's gonna be revolutionary. It's, yeah. It's something that's never been done before, and yeah. um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So next week you're wrapping up season one, or you at least have it in the can. Yep. And then, so let's talk about season one. Obviously, you probably had a masterminds group or something going on, like a like a brain. I'm not a mastermind, but a brainstorming group saying, "Okay, what stories do we want to tell?" And you found some awesome stories, mm-hmm. right? Just grandma, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Yeah, Dude, she's I, yeah. She, and you know, her family. You got to meet her family and, and spend time with them. Elaine, if you're listening, we love you. Yeah, we love you. That was <laughs> such a great story, and it's funny because when that when that episode came out. Amy and I were like, Amy goes, I follow her on Instagram. I was like, so do I. <laughs> I do too. That's why I got her. <laughs> Is that how you met her? Is that how you reached out? So yeah, the year before that, I saw her at Master Worlds in Vegas. Yeah. And I sat there and I was just cheering. I didn't know who she was, but yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. God. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I mean, like, and she was like master seven or eight, yes. but there yeah. was nobody in her division. So she right. dropped down to like master four or something wow. like that. And even though she lost, she did phenomenal. I was yeah. a big fan. I was like, man, what is her Instagram handle? Yes. I started following yeah. her. Yeah, but when we got her, I was uh, I was thinking about her. I thought, I know she trained at a Gracie Baja school. So I reached out to one of my acquaintances, one of my friends down in Alabama. I was like, hey, Khalifa, do you know where she trains? She trains Gracie Baja. She's like, she's my blue belt. No way. I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? <laughs> and he's in Birmingham, which yeah. is like an hour and a half, two hours from Atlanta. Wow. I was like. 
Well, you need to ask her. We can do a story on her. Yeah. And this this episode wasn't even planned. And he came back like two hours later. She's in. I was like, holy. I was like, all right, you know what? Okay, let's do it. So I got with my Pivot. team. I said, guys, yeah. look, we got to do this. Yeah. We got to make time for this. And I love so it. We set it, it up last minute, went down, and it was probably one of the best episodes that I had. It, it's a great episode. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that happened during that episode, and, and I, you know what? I, I share, um, uh, I forget her, her, her husband's name. Um, oh, gosh. Anyway, um, but he said something during the show. He was reluctant to do it because, you know, he didn't he didn't know you, right? Anything right. like that. Mm-hmm. But, again, I don't know because of because he's, I'm not saying he's outside the jiu-jitsu circle, but he's not actively in jiu-jitsu. Sure. I don't think he understood that bond that we automatically have mm-hmm, based mm-hmm. on Matt made, right? right? Because we're all Matt made. Um, we have that common bond. So asking asking that question or, or requesting that, you know, that kind of exposure to her family and to her, to her academy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's all sacred stuff to me, it right? Is. But we, we share that common bond where like, yeah, Kenny, of course, let's do this, man. You know what I mean? It was a kind of that conversation, sure. how it yeah. went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of it, he'll say it at the end of the episode too. He was like, I didn't know what to expect, but he was like, this is the best experience we've had. That's so cool. You know? Yeah. But it's like, again, it's just touching everybody's heart, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's just been a fun ride so far. And again, yeah. I, it's, it's just now beginning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, um, and we talked a little bit, a uh, little bit about this earlier, um, you know, I, I was asking you, you know, how you handle all the travel and, you know, cause you do, you know, you're out here doing two seminars in a weekend bro. and an open mat <laughs> yeah, and an open mat. And you had a request for a third seminar yeah, that yeah. you probably don't have time yeah, to do. Right. Um, but, um, but, um, you know, how we, we were talking about the, the future of Matt made talk a little bit about that. What does the future of Matt made look like? And, and, you know, handling travel. Cause I mean, you've got a successful business. Right. right. You've got the Matt Made Show, which is very successful as well. You've got a family. You've got a young son. You've got all these things tying you to the, uh, by the way, he's in the Air, Atlanta area, Marietta, Georgia. Shout out to Marietta. Cool mm-hmm. town. Oh, yeah. But you've got all these ties to Marietta. Um, tell me about how you're going to manage uh, the next season of Matt Made. So the good thing is that I don't have to do everything on my own. Beautiful. We've got, and that should be with anything, whether it's your, you know, martial arts school, whether yeah. it's your career, whether it's your family. Everybody has to do their part. Yeah. And so, especially with Matt made, like we've got, we decided, listen, we're only going to tackle what we're capable of doing. Mm. If it's something that I'm, I'm familiar with, I'm, we're going to hire an outsider to do that job. Yeah. We're going to hire, we're going to bring somebody else in. Yeah. Like, I don't know about production, right? So we hired right. a, the best production company there was. And even within <laughs> the production company, they hired, they contracted out the best people for that show. Wow. Like, so they're into doing a lot of like live events and bands and stuff, but they said, okay, we need some specific camera people for this. So yeah. we, we scouted two uh, cameramen from like the local Atlanta uh, I wouldn't say local Atlanta, but a lot of films are being filmed. But yep. the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, reality TV series. We, okay. we scouted those guys, and okay. those are our camera guys. Wow. You know okay. what I mean? So we scout the best people, our now, social now, media how, guys. How does that conversation go with a, with a startup? You know, the, the, if the guys are seasoned, they've been doing this a while, how do, how do you approach them? Like, hey, we got the startup thing. Do you pitch them the show, or do you just kind of say, hey, we need camera guys? And So that, our production guy handles. Gotcha. Like, okay. our, our main guy yeah. handles it. Again, that's that's not my job. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. we basically hand it off to our team. So everybody has their part. This is what you should be good at, and this is the only thing you should be working on. Gotcha. Okay. You know, like, yeah. our social media guy is, isn't going to step on our production guys right. and be like, you guys need to do this. No. 
Makes sense. Because yeah, that makes he sense. only takes the footage that he has and then chops it up to make it what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See what I mean, yeah. I don't step on my partner. My partner does all the the the, the behind the scenes stuff. You yeah. know, the pulling the permits to the IT, building the website, hiring people to do this, that. You know, sending out gear when people order. I'm just the face. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, right. I I literally go out and I do. I, I tell them, hey, this is the angle that we need. This is the story that we're capturing. I love it. Like, yeah. So we do our part, and yeah. I think that goes. Without saying in, in everything that you do, like mm-hmm. you're asking me, how do I juggle this schedule? Well, because I have a trustworthy uh, uh, members and yeah. our and our school, yeah. So I can trust them while I'm out of town to know that the quality that our students expect is there every single Beautiful. time, whether I'm there or not. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. my name may be on the door, but it's not just me. Yeah, it's a team. Yeah, it's a team of guys it. that are doing their part. Yeah. Whether it's our children's instructor, whether it's our adult instructor, whether it's our front desk, whether it's our manager, it's everybody does their own part. So yeah. that's what gives me the freedom to be able to, you know, move my schedule around and still be, you know, who I am, you know, still be the father that I need to be, you know, yeah. like I usually try to spend at least two or three days. I mean, I'm eating lunch with my son. We're going to soccer practice. I'm taking him to jujitsu, like, you know. Yeah. Which is the important things in life. Of course, of course. Yeah, man. Um, hey, I want to rewind a little bit because, um, you know, when, every, when when we look at you, or at least when I look at you, and I, I've known you for a, for a few years now, I see the, you know, success that Kenny Kim has become, right? What Matt Made has done for you, what your what your business has done for you. I, I met your family. You know, right. You know, yep, it's, it's just an awesome thing that you've built for yourself. I want to talk about some failures. Mm-hmm. I want because you've been an entrepreneur most of your life, all my life, all your life. So um, I want people to look at you and, and and understand that this is the long game you've been playing. Sure, right? You've been playing the long game. So talk a little bit about it. The Kenny's an overnight success that yeah. took twenty five years. Twenty five years to do. <laughs> it only took twenty five years yeah, to come overnight. Overnight yeah. success. So I want people to see that because um, I want people to understand that. You know, I, I know you're you're a humble dude, man, and you always say like, if I can do it, anybody can. But I want them to understand that there were some bumps in the road. Sure, I, I read your book, uh, excellent. Yeah, it was a great book. Um, but you were a young entrepreneur, and let's talk about being a young entrepreneur, not really understanding what the long game is all about. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, listen. So in the beginning, I at least had a dream. I yeah. at least said, you know what, I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I want to be a school owner. I want to be, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I knew I couldn't do the nine to five job. Yeah. Well, first I couldn't, you know why I couldn't? Uh, because I, I couldn't get the job. I wasn't qualified to get a <laughs> nine to five job. Think of No, seriously. When people say, oh, I couldn't get the job. You're like, oh, yeah. no. I'm like, I literally couldn't. I didn't have the skill level or the education to do any. Yeah. 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 Nine to five job. Yeah. I couldn't work at a bank. They wouldn't hire me. Right. Yeah. I even tried working at a car dealership and they were like, do you have any records? I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's not a felony, but it's right. a misdemeanor when I was young. Uh, wow. Okay. So those things were being thrown out the door already. Yeah. So I couldn't get a job <laughs> doing that. So I had to do something on my own. Yeah. And that's been, you know, the, 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 the dream, all, you know, the biggest dream that I had ever since I was a kid was to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. And of course my dad tried, but he failed miserably. He, he was just such a nice guy. He, he would just give things away. Uh, like yeah. He, yeah. He, he couldn't make money. I mean, literally right. like, so, you know, we barely paid bills. I mean, like, wow. you know, I, as a kid, I mean, it's just in my book as a kid, I, I didn't get a new pair of shoes, Nikes until I was old enough to pay for it. Wow. You know? Yeah. Like, so childhood, it was like that, but you know, as I got into adulthood, my work ethic was always there. Yeah. But I always had doubts to myself. I'm like, ah, I don't know. And I would get bored of things easily. Yeah. Like, I get into something and I'm like, and then I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. You know? 
But I knew what I really wanted to do was, you know, own my own business, become my own school. Yeah. So I had a big master plan. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And I, I, I was 18 when I set this plan. Wow. Okay. I had just gotten back from California. I went, went out there to go to school. Didn't go to school. St- ended up training and was teaching part-time. Yeah. And uh, learned a lot of business while I was doing that. Great. Yeah. Which helped me, I think, even till this day, because a lot of, a lot of guys jump in not knowing the business, just yeah. having the love for a sport and then trying to do it. And never, yeah, did you have a mentor along the way that helped you? No, you're just kind of figuring out as you go. Yeah, I was just, That's looking, lumps, bro. I was just looking over my shoulder like, oh, <laughs> that may work. Yeah. So I had a plan. I said, okay. And I think at the time, um, I was like, I need to save up $20,000. Mm. This is 1997. Wow. So anyways, by n- end of 1998, I had enough money saved up. Wow. $20,000. That's awesome, man. I was working 12-hour day construction. I mean, like... Whatever you could do. Yeah, whatever yeah. I could do, yeah. you know? So I saved that money up, and I had this plan. I, within six months, I'm going to have this number of amount of students. I'm going to have this much money coming in. Da, 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 da. I had all this figured out. But of course, that's just a plan. Yeah. Um, there's no action. Like, I, 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 I don't know what to do. Yeah. And so I had the plan set, but like, how does the plan work? Like, you <laughs> right, got to go right. out and get it. You, you yeah. don't know what to do. Yeah, like, like me, you're an idea guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it's it. It's always there. Yeah. So that happens. And of course, I, I don't have a car. I don't have any money, but I have pride. Yeah. So my parents are like, oh, you know, we can maybe try to help you. I'm like, nope, I'm good. Like, wow. I don't need nobody's help. Good for you. So I actually slept in the school with no heat. I mean, I was, I mean, I was freezing. Yeah. Eating one meal a day. Wow. It was a dollar for a bowl of rice next door. That's all I had for like for the first six weeks. Wow. And I cried probably every night. I, I sat <laughs> right. in the corner yeah. and cried. Like, what did yeah. I get myself into? Yeah. But I said, I'm going to make it. Yeah. And then fortunately, I had some very, very you know loyal family that supported me. Like, because they saw me like a son. Yeah. And they literally came in, brought other, other families. And nice. we literally became a little family. And you know, f- probably the f- first five, six, seven years, man, they took care of me. They brought me to their home. I ate, showered there. They took me out. They, I mean, it like they brought me blankets. I mean, it was like they were, they took me like care camp, t- took care of me like I was their kid. That's awesome, man. Um, I mean, that's one of the failures. And then you start making a little bit of money. Like I say, a little bit of money, meaning like I never made any money. So as soon as you have some, I'm like, oh my god, it's almost like on a smaller scale. Like an athlete making his first million and then going out blowing it. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I must have been a few thousand bucks if that. You know, I'm like, oh my god, I'm buying these nice clothes. I'm going out spending money on this and blowing it on this. I'm going to strip clubs and right. doing all this. <laughs> right. Next thing you know, I'm like, I'm sixty thousand dollars in debt. Wow. Twenty two years old. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And. Whatever I signed, I mean, whatever credit cards I was using, it was like 22% APR and whatever it was. I'm like, I'm paying bare minimum and the interest is just going up. Going up, yeah. It's going up. And I'm like, all right, I got to do something. And so that was another uh, failure that I had. I mean, I I didn't know how to manage money. Wow. Yeah. You know, and uh, that took probably about 10 years for me to pay off. Yeah. Literally, I think it took me... Up until I was probably in my mid thirties, <coughs> to get out from under, yep. yeah. And then I actually started to see like light. Cool man, yeah. You know, yeah. up until that point, it was just every day was just a hustle. 
Wow. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and, and, and with that lesson, I mean, today, I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're doing well. Um, and do you, do you mentor like, I mean, cause I'm bringing this up because when, uh, Chris and I were first opening our Academy, mm-hmm. you were very generous, you know, with your time and everything, you know, letting us know, Hey, make sure you do this, make sure you mm-hmm. do that. And we're, we're starting to implement a lot of the things that you've been suggesting, suggesting it's, that's why I want, I want people to understand, like, you know, like you said, it took you 25 years to be an overnight success. So, you know, I want, I want people to know that you're playing the long game. And it's paying off, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and is that the advice you would give somebody like just starting out? Like, hey, be patient, you know, play the long sure. game. Sure, yeah. But also, they should be getting into whatever they're getting into because it's something that they really want to get into. Yeah, like they have the passion for or the yeah. love for, it, not just because they're looking at money. Right. I didn't get into martial arts to make money. Right. I did yeah. it because it was what I loved. Yeah. And I wanted to do something that I love to make a living off of. Yeah. And then make a living well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's the steps that they got to follow. Yeah. So if you're just looking at like an overnight gimmick, like, oh, I want to make money by just doing this. Yeah, it's probably not going to pay off. It, no. Yeah. I mean, look, maybe maybe you're a tech guy and say, okay, I can sell this stuff on Amazon. You're good with like, you know, finding deals and then yeah. reposting it, doing this. Bombings, go ahead. Dude, but, you can make a killing. Right. Doing it. Yeah. But you have the passion and the love to do that. Right. Like, if you tell me you can make a million dollars, Kenny, you can do this, I still couldn't do it. Right. I don't have the passion <laughs> to sit in front of a camera, I mean, a, a, a computer, finding deals and reposting this and do, do I, it. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I Listen, I've got a garage full of shit I, I should probably sell. I just haven't touched it. Garage sale. There you go. Garage sale. <laughs> garage sale. Yeah, man. But, um, so let's talk a little bit about your uh, jiu-jitsu. How'd you come around uh, around and find jiu-jitsu? Um, and was that your first art, first martial no, art that you did? No, it wasn't. Okay. okay. Let's take a quick break. Yeah, of course, of course, yep. Yeah. The restroom. Yeah, coming up. <laughs> uh, we got one right across yeah. the way. Yeah. I'm just uh, uh, like bubbling up. Yeah, I'm like, no oh, worries. I'm going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fun. Uh, it's fun, though. So, yeah, good. It's a... Uh, Lately, it's just been, like, kind of back. My physique's back, like, fucking. I just still can't, like, roll hard because I just can't breathe. Not just this congestion, but, like, since I've been out so much. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even make it around. I mean, it's crazy after you miss, like, several months of training. Yeah. I mean, mean, drilling is one thing, but training is, like, yeah. Of course, everybody wants to bring it. Of course, of course. (laughs) Hey, I got uh, some sparkling water and a Gatorade. I apologize. I'm a lousy host. Uh, but uh, please help yourself. This is where you need sponsors. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I already reached out. I actually reached out to a clothing company because I want to wear like brighter clothing. So we'll see if they respond. All right, we're back. So we were talking a little bit about uh, how you found jujitsu. Uh, funny story. I had a roommate. Okay. So my roommate trained, he actually had a karate school in Alabama. Okay. He used to be here, moved to Alabama, long story. He started training with this guy. His name was Hodger, too. We used to call him the Brazilian Mike Tyson. He was probably <laughs> 20 years old at the time, uh, brown belt world champion. Wow. From Brazil. Like, this guy looked, I mean, yeah, he, he looked like Mike Tyson, <laughs> like a little version of Mike Tyson. Anyways, he trained with him. But anyway, he, he, so he, part-time, he started living with me. My, my roommate. Not, yeah. Not, not, not the Brazilian Mike Tyson. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and he was training here in Atlanta. And he would come home every night and hang his dirty ghee, stinky ghee on my, it's my furniture. Right. Yeah. He'll hang, he'll hang it on the um, 
dining room table. Yeah. Or the chair. I'm like, get that stinky thing out of here. He's like, oh, I don't want to dry it, you know. Like, and he's been in the martial arts all his life too. Yeah. I think he was just like a brown, I mean, a blue belt at the time. Yeah. So you got to do this thing called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm like, no, no. I was probably 20 years old at the time. Okay. 21 okay. maybe because yeah. that's when I got into it. 21 maybe. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he kept on begging me like, you got to go try this. I'm like, no, man, I can handle myself. And, yeah. Because you know, by then, like going back, I, I did Taekwondo and then I did yep. uh, Muay Thai. And, mm. you know, so. Uh, so one day I end up going with him. I'm like, Let me go. I think I talk about this in my book too, but I go and I see like 30 guys rolling around. I'm like, uh, you know, nothing impressive. You know, I've yeah. seen Hoist Crazy before and I was like, yeah, that's a fluke anyway. And so anyways, I get dressed and I go into class, man, and I get freaking smashed yeah. all over the place. And I mean, and I did good, you know, because yeah. I was young, I was athletic, athletic and yeah. I mean, I have, you know, common sense and pride whatnot. yeah <laughs> but i still got smashed so yeah funny story is right after that uh my instructor brought me into his office and i got signed up i registered for class so you know how long i registered for it? at the time it was called a purple belt program okay seven years I, I signed a contract for seven years holy crap wow so i went all in first day <laughs> <laughs> first day first day oh wow yeah. man yeah seven year contract mm -hmm. All right. So are you serious? I was like, yeah. Like, this is what you have. I said, all right, let's do it. Wow. And that's the instructor I started with and got my black belt. And I still, I still keep in touch with him. We probably talk on a weekly basis. No kidding. Yeah, okay. We talk all the time. Wow. We go out to eat lunch. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We still have a very good relationship. No kidding. Yeah. So, so you sign now, is he still in the same spot or has he like moved on or is he still training or? Yeah, he's still doing the same thing. I mean, he moved to a bigger, he's got his own building. He's got a bigger nice. space. He's a little bit older, so he doesn't roll anymore. Yeah. I mean, you really yeah. can't, you know? Yeah. And he's been not only in jujitsu, he's done Muay Thai, boxing and Wing Chun. And he's yeah. been doing martial arts all his life too, you know? So yeah. your body gets kind of. Yeah. Broken down a little bit, you know? Well, I mean, back in the day when you started, it was like, you know, you walk in and a new guy. And there's a sh room full of sharks ready to kill you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's That's a strong survive, right? So, so at the time, I, I remember talking to someone not that long ago about this. It wasn't well organized mm. as it is now. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Yeah. But back then, we had our own, like, I don't know, set of rules, I guess. Yeah, it was a code. Yeah. So yeah. You, you, like, that was a test. Yeah. Either you came in, you were ready to train, or you just walked away. It's like you saw a ghost and you're gonna acknowledge it, <laughs> or you're gonna say, No, you know, I'm scared of it. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah, I mean you just had a bunch of sharks waiting and man, you come in, you are gonna get your ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. And either you're gonna say, you know, bite your lip and be like, Okay, I'm ready to learn this, make myself humble, or you're yeah. gonna just walk out and like, this isn't for me. Yeah, how many how many how many schools do you think were in the Atlanta area at the time? Couldn't have been that many. We had maybe a handful of them, but two major ones, which was where I was. Yeah. And then where uh, Jacare uh, Alliance was. Oh, yeah. That's okay. That's where the headquarters is, even Atlanta right now. Gotcha. So gotcha. those are the two. So almost everybody, if you train in Atlanta back then, even till now, they, like you split from those two. It was like a route. Wow. Those two. And we used to always compete against each other. Like yeah. those are the two main schools there. Yeah, so the the majority of today's lineage probably still comes from those two, right? Yeah, in yeah, that yeah. area, wow. in that area, yeah. Yeah. unless they came from somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From, I mean, which know. we have, you know, hundreds of schools yeah. now. Gracie Baja you is know. out there, and yeah. everybody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
originally from Georgia, it was those two right there. Wow. It's kind of like our relationship. We were talking about this uh, last week on the podcast. Um, our re- relationship with uh, Gustavo Dantes and uh, Megaton. Like a lot of the lineage locally comes from those two guys, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, unless you came in from somewhere else, obviously, right? right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's funny how that works, right? There's always like, oh, it seems like there's always like two guys yep. in a market that kind of dominate for they a while. They basically plant their seeds and yeah. then, you know, it kind of spreads from there. Yeah. And now Atlanta is just, I know Arizona too, but Atlanta is just, I mean, they got some incredible people, like yeah. big name guys, yeah. and UFC fighters to world champions. To, I mean, like it's. You know, I I think I've kind of gotten lucky that I made a place uh, yeah. in a city like that. You know. Yeah, and um, I think I think the market that you're in is is really nice. I mean, I was really amazed how big a uh, Brazilian uh, community you have in your area. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Nobody Tell me about knows, the influence on that. From what I hear, it's if it's not the biggest, it's like the one of the biggest. Brazilian communities in the United States, wow. even more so than like Miami yeah. or even Boston. Supposedly Boston has a big one too. Okay. Okay. But it's, I mean, especially where I live in Marietta, yep. it's concentrated Brazilians. It's restaurants, to yep. grocery stores, bakeries. to bakeries, yeah. to barbershops, to coffee shops. Yeah. My, yeah. Um, um, the lady who cleans my house, she's Brazilian. You yeah. got guys who do flooring, construction, all Brazilian, all Brazilian. Now you go somewhere, it's like, now that you know, like, only thing I hear is Portuguese. Yeah. It's not even as bad as, like, Portuguese. Wild, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, crazy. it's crazy. Yeah, so when we went out there, we ate at that, what was that all-you-can-eat Brazilian steakhouse? Real de Janeiro, yeah. Real de yeah. so freaking oh, yeah. good, dude. It's basically Fogo de Chão. Not the best quality like Fogo, but, like, third of the price of Fogo. Yeah. Which I, I'll do that any all day. Dude, when, <laughs> when, when I got the bill, it was, like, 22 bucks. I'm like, okay, get out of here. Pay it quick. Yeah, Somebody yeah, screwed yeah. up. <laughs> it's not 85 bucks? Yeah, dude, it was so good. And then um, we had coffee at that bakery. I can't yep. remember the name of the bakery, but it was so good. And they, you know, they, they, they were all speaking Portuguese. And I was like, and you're like, yeah, it's, that's, that's the way it is. That's why all the guys love, the, you know, of course, all our guys, they love to come visit me because we go there. I mean, it's just like home to them. They're, they're going to the grocery store, picking up groceries and taking it home with them. Wow. Yeah, man. That's that's awesome. That's 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 so much fun to, to get out there and see that. And it, it wasn't what I expected at all. I expect Georgia to be, I don't know, Georgia, this is the South, right? right? But it's very diverse. We got everything. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, you want your shrimp and grits, you got that. Yeah. You want tacos, you got that. Yeah. You got your Korean barbecue. I mean, anything and everything diverse you want. We have it. Yeah, for sure, man. It's a fun town. It is. It's it's definitely, I, I grew up there. I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, it's my town. I, I, I can't leave. Yeah. So, hey, I want to ask you about that. So, um, so you're of Korean descent. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you first generation U.S. or are your parents first generation? My parents. Your parents? Yeah. yeah. So your parents lived... <laughs> Did they did they live in the in the uh, Atlanta area? They're, they're yeah. Yeah, pretty much their yeah, yeah their whole time. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. So we've been there all the yeah. That's that's our home. That's home. That's yeah, cool, that's man. home. That's yeah. home. That's wild. So um so let's uh, let's okay. So you go through your seven years purple belt program. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I made. Well, maybe. No, I don't think I. Yeah, I barely got to purple belt. Purple seven at seven. Years. Okay, so I let's, was blue belt for five years. Wow. How? Really. Either I suck that bad, or <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, my 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 professor wanted to hold me back. Yeah, you know sometimes you got guy that's guys that are like coming up, they're good. Of course, they just yeah. Want, oh, oh, let's yeah. hold you back. Let's hold you back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but out of the five years, I think like six months to eight months, uh, I was having some trouble. Um, yeah. So I didn't make it in as much. You gotcha. Know what I mean? yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So either way, like five years. Yeah, and th- and that's back when you know like. You're very organized, and your your academy is very organized, and 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 mine is too. Like we track 
every single sure. attendance, every single mm-hmm. everything. And uh, but back then it was like if your instructor thinks you're ready, okay, you're ready, right? Yeah. It wasn't it was, like you know the crazy thing is like. You know, we have belt promotions now, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we follow more of the, the traditional martial arts yeah. um, footsteps. Yep. Which we need to. And that's all we know. Right. Yeah. yeah. We need to, though. That's in order for our, our, our industry to grow. Yeah. The Brazilian jiu-jitsu community needed to follow that because without that organization, it, it was never going to be where it is now. A hundred percent. You yes. know what I mean? So that's why I still have this kind of like mixed feeling about what it used to be and what it is yeah. now. Yeah. Obviously, what it is now is amazing. You know, we have uh, different ways to track students to different ways to, you know, students can pay. Yeah. Different ways we can promote them on, whether it's, uh, you know, a competitor yep. or, or, you know, not, you know, hobbyist, yep. whatever they may be. You know, we have different ways of going about things. Yeah. Back then, there wasn't. Yeah. I remember the first, like, when I signed up, he said, take this white belt to a, um, a tailor over here. Get a piece of black bar. I'm like, what if I need a piece <laughs> right. of black bar? Like, it was that long yeah. ago. They didn't sell jujitsu belts, yeah. literally. Yeah. Unless you were in, like, Brazil. Right. Yeah. And it- we had all judo geese. Yes. Well, and someone told me that back in the day, like, you know, we're talking like early 90s, if you had the guts to wear like a blue gi or a black gi, that was kind of a big deal, uh, right? Because it was all traditionally white. No, no you don't. We, we didn't. <laughs> my, my professor, their school, they still don't wear color gis. Just white gis. Yeah, just white gis. Yeah. yeah. I wore a blue gi when I was, uh, I think when I first got promoted to black belt. Oh, really? And he was like, you got to be the one to wear this. <laughs> he was like, you're going to get a special treatment today. Uh, <laughs> I think he choked me like five times. <laughs> yeah, man. When did you get your black belt? What year was that? It's been, what, 11 years? Now? So 13, somewhere around there? 12, no, 13? 11, maybe. 11? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, somewhere cool. Somewhere around there. So yeah. 13? I don't, I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stopped counting. Yeah, well, back then, I mean, okay, so uh, Samir and I, Samir was on the podcast, and Samir was telling me about, like, uh, jujitsu years. Like, 10 jujitsu years might as well be a 1,000, yeah. because there's so much, there's a big difference between now and 10 years ago. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, 10 years ago, honestly, like, when I started out, I was at Paul Nava School, and he had a very young school, which meant, like, the higher belts were, like, two-stripe blue belts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If you had a purple belt come in, you know, he was visiting from another school. Mm-hmm. If you had two black belts on the mat, and they were rolling together. Nobody else rolled. Mm-hmm. We want to watch watched. this shit. <laughs> we're going to watch this. So it's very, I mean, I can only imagine. That was that was about 10 years ago. Yeah. But I can imagine, you know, 11, 12, I mean, 13, 15 years ago when you were like blue belt, purple belt, whatever you were. Um, it had to be an anomaly having yep. black belts in the academy, right? So seeing a purple belt was like this amazing experience. Like, oh my God, this guy's a purple belt. So yeah. one of the assistant instructors at our school was a purple belt. Yeah. And he was phenomenal. Like, oh my God, yeah, this guy man. is badass. Yeah. And then seeing a brown belt was just like a unicorn. Yeah. And a black belt was just like this mist of a, you know, <laughs> you know, God just coming out <laughs> of the smoke. Float across yeah, the exactly. room. Yeah. Like, and he can just like look at you and be one of those McDojos and like tap yeah. you with it. You yeah. know, like it, it was because it was just, and then when you had somebody come do a seminar, it was like we would pack the house two, yeah. three hundred people because yeah. where else are you going to get it? Right, yeah, you didn't have that. I yeah. mean, that's the days when VHS tapes were being, you know, handed off. Yeah, 
Yeah, and the, uh, magazines, yeah. right? You're learning through magazines. Like yeah. Grappler's Quest videos and yeah. all these, like, well, they don't even exist anymore, right. you know? But those are the things that we used to pass around and be like, did you see that? And then, of course, you go to your local Nagas and, you know, uh, Arnold Classics, and that's when you see some of these, like, high-level guys come in and everybody's just, like, crowded around the mat and just yeah. quiet watching these yeah. matches. Yeah, yeah man, man. It was... It's a, it was a big, it, it, to, and it, to me, it's still a big deal because it's not lost on me. You know what I mean? But back then it had to be huge. It had to be a huge oh, yeah. deal. It's like, you know, when you're, when you're there for the infancy of anything, Yeah, you know what I mean? Whether it's a company, whether it's a sport, whatever it may be, when you're there for the infancy and you see the growth, I mean, it, you really appreciate it a lot more than you yeah. would, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And, and for me, it's been like, you know, I've been competing since I was a white belt. I love it. I'm old. I know, but I still love doing it. I I'm, I'm in love with the process of preparing. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I first started competing in the master's division, which was all I've known, it was like five, six people in your division. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You're probably going to podium, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then you know, I got my purple belt and I was like 15. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I get my brown belt. Oh, we got 25. Now there's like 40 people in my division. So even at, at black belt, I'm, I remember at master's, master one, I believe I was. It's been a while. Yeah. But yeah. We would literally have like the same two, three guys. <laughs> right. You again? Let's just yeah. like, okay, let's see who's going to win this time. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's almost like rolling with your, you know, classmate because yeah. you kind of know each other's yeah. game. And so whoever was on that day would win, you know? Yeah. And then we'll have another guy come in. We'll be looking at him like, like who the hell is this yeah, guy? Who's yeah. this guy? <laughs> <laughs> the entire division. All right, well, let's get him. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it's we inspiring. Team, yeah, yeah. We like teamed up on him. And then they become our good friends, you know what yeah. I mean? And we see yeah. each other like all over. Yeah. And I remember even worlds we would have uh, 15, 18. Yeah. That was a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a big That's division a back then. Division. Yeah. We're like, man. So your regular opens, you would have three to five. If that. Yeah. I was lucky. Yeah. Like uh, that was a big one. That was a big one. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. It was like two or three. A lot of times it was just you and another guy. Yeah. And then, you know, the funny thing in the bullpen is like one big bullshit session. Yeah. You're all laughing and yeah, joking yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But man, like, I, Obviously, last year, I, I didn't compete because I had my knee surgery, or this yeah. year. <clears throat> I think the division I was supposed to be in, the crazy thing is this. First of all, it was like 60-somewhat people. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> out of that, <laughs> Vitoy Shaolin, who won, oh was in my, my division. God. I'm like, how do you, this guy can probably still compete at the adult level probably and could. win. Yeah, probably could. I mean, you had pole guy. You had like five adult world champions that are competing in my division right yeah. now. Yeah. And that's how, like, because before, people didn't recognize Master Worlds as, like, a, a thing. <coughs> yeah. They just said, oh, it's old man world. It's really not a. Yeah, it's not now a. Now yeah. it's become so prestigious. Yeah, it really because, is. Because, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. To me, 30 years old, ah, oh, man, it's still kind of young. Dude, you're still in your athletic prime at oh, 30. I, th I, was, I don't think I was in my athletic prime until I was in my mid-30s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's gotten to a point where people know that it's actually really prestigious. Yeah. It's probably more prestigious than adult worlds. I mean, I say that out of respect to all the adult worlds, but I'm saying is like adult worlds, you have <coughs> a handful of guys, you know, like, yep. And they basically pick the, pick the, uh, uh, the brackets, the top echelon. Yeah. yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Man, you may have one guy, and I remember somebody saying, oh, I don't know this Vitor guy. They didn't. It doesn't say Shaolin. It's just... Right. It was like, I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to beat him. I'm like, okay, buddy. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story about being, um, you know, I don't really look at my 
my bracket like beforehand. Um, I look at the the time, the mat, and I'm ready to go. I just pretend it's going to be the toughest people in the world. Yep. You know, I'm going to have 100 matches, and that's how I train. I took a peek this time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I had to get to the quarterfinals to fight um, uh, Jose Carlos out of, out of Norway. And I just smiled because I have a photo of me at Jose Carlos seminar as uh-huh. a white belt uh-huh. and blue belt. And now I'm in his division. Like I would YouTube this guy mm-hmm. because of his deep half game. Yeah. Insane. Right. And there's other people also, you know, like I'm shaking hands with the guys like, do yeah. you realize who you are? You know what I mean? But that's the master's division. Sure. That's the master's division. And, 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 uh, Jose Carlos, he trains with, uh, Espen Matson, who's a young kid. Uh-huh, I uh-huh. mean, and, He's tough, dude. Like, yeah. man, man, crafty, crafty as hell. But yeah, like you said, man, it's more than just old man jujitsu, right? And I think, I, and I respect everybody that goes out there and competes. Yeah. Because for most of us, one match, you're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some people can go up to the podium. Some people can make it all the way up. But yeah. again, like you said, I think it's more about the, the preparation. For yes. us, it's, <clears throat> most of us aren't trying, well, I know. We're not making a career out of <coughs> competing in the master's division. Correct. Yeah. This is for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is for ourselves on our daily lives. Yeah. Getting my, you know, diet in order. Yeah. Getting me into the best physical shape. Getting me mentally fit. Like these are the 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 I guess the the positive side effects of getting ready for a Yeah. I, I seriously don't give a rat's ass about winning or losing i yeah. want to win of course yes. of course all, all yeah. of us want we all want to win yeah but the experience of me spending time on the mats with my guys with me my mind pushing my body yeah you know having a goal to attain yeah that is huge yeah because that's all we do even in business if you don't have that like we were talking about business earlier most people jump into something without having a goal or a plan and they yeah. just kind of wing it it's not gonna work no it's not it's not and <clears throat> Even if you have a vague idea, I want you I, I want you to have the vague idea for five years from now, right? So if you start if you start a project today, you 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 may not know what tomorrow may bring. But I I always tell people I want you to have an idea of what you see five years from now, right? If you still see it five years from now being a thing, okay, do it. It's worth doing, right? Now I want you to look at yourself. I, I don't I don't picture myself on the podium. I don't like when I visualize, I visualize the after party. Yeah. Like, what am I wearing? Who am I with? You know what I mean? Like, where are we hanging out? Like I visualize that stuff. I go beyond just Mm -hmm, that little mm -hmm. singular goal. Right. Right. But without that process, you'll never experience that, that outcome. Right. Right. And the outcome is the after party win or lose. Right. You, You can still, I've never regretted a single day of training. You know what I mean? I've always regretted the, the, the training that I've skipped. Right. There's a big difference. Sure. Right? Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about yeah. pre- the preparation of it. Yeah. I love it, man. I'm, 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 I'm addicted to it. I think most of us are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, at a certain point though, it gets kind of, it gets me down. Like, you know, uh, earlier this year I had uh, a full ACL, you know, replacement. Yeah. So yeah. when you're out and can't do the things that you're used to doing and mentally it, it, you know, you know, messes with your it hurts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> As I said earlier, I'm just now feeling like myself again. Yeah. And then you come down with something else. You're feeling a little grump. I'm like, it's, it's always something. But you know what? That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, it. and uh, 
I know when we were we were in uh, in uh, Nashville, you were still in your brace. Yep. And you said it was getting better. You just got it was more of a precautionary thing. But you were still doing seminars. Yeah. You know, you're still you weren't. I don't think you rolled. You may have you may have drilled a yeah, little, a little bit, bit. Yeah. But um, which but I you're, shouldn't have. But <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell your PT. Yeah, uh-uh. We won't tell your PT. But you know that's the thing about jujitsu, man. You don't want to come off the mats no matter what, and it's such a bummer. ACL is. is so ACL, in my opinion, is one of the biggest things that can it go is. wrong, right? And uh, how long did you have the ACL before you repaired it? You know, I think it was an ongoing thing. Was it? Okay. I think, you know, I've always, I mean, I was looking back, I've always had bad news. I had surgery on the other one. And then on this one, 2019, March, I was in London competing at the Grand Slam. Wow. Uh, and my final match, by the way, I won. Nice. My final match, we were stuck in this like 50-50 position. We were just kind of rolling around for dominance. And I heard it pop, pop. And it, it's, it was painful. Mm. And uh, I looked at the clock at like 13 seconds. <laughs> like, wow. Was that, was it the final? Yeah. Thank final. God. Okay. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 13 seconds. And, you know, I just played the position and I won, uh, which was a big international. I was like my f- first international nice. win at a, you know, uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Slam. It, it was yeah. amazing. It was yeah. a great experience. But the whole time I was, because we were in London for another week and then we, it was just uh, my black belt students and training partners. Yeah. And we went over to uh, Amsterdam for a week. Sweet. So that was the whole thing. We actually went as a vacation. Yeah. But yeah. while we're on vacation, yeah. let's compete. The after party. Yeah. See that? Perfect. But man, I struggled because man, my knee was so messed up. I think that was the beginning of it. And then the year after that, I was training and I popped it again. Mm. And I never go to the doctor. I'm like, right. Boom, yeah. Boom, boom. So it happened, happened. And then in 2021, like fall, we were having like a wrestling clinic. It's nothing nobody else did. I was like, cool. So I was trying some moves and I actually stepped. I didn't do it. Nobody did anything to me. I stepped and it buckled and I, I closed my eyes and I thought, okay, it felt like my knee just went like it folded in half like you would like take oh. a cell phone. You know how you fold the phone? That's what it felt like. Yeah. And I just said, people are like, Yo. I was like, just don't talk to me for a minute. I'm like, just leave me alone for just a second. Like, yeah. I, need, I think I laid on the mat for like 20 minutes and then I was like, yeah, I think it's, it's done. And wow. so, um, I called my doctor who happens to be a, a, a multiple time world champion, master world champion. I love it. He, uh, he said, well, wait for the inflammation to go down. He says, come see me in two weeks or three weeks. To get a, um, uh, to get a MRI. Yeah. And so I got the MRI and I didn't think, oh, and then by then I was moving well. I was like, <laughs> I was squatting and I was yeah. like, Man, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. I was like, I feel pretty <clears throat> confident about the outcome of the uh, MRI. Yeah. He calls me. He was like, bad news. He was like, it's worse than I thought it was going to be. Like, what do you mean? He was like, well, you have a complete tear. So I, watched, I think they call it a grade four, a complete tear of the ACL. He said, you have uh, grade two uh, MCL and LCL tear. He's oh. like, they're still on, but it's yeah, you know, no surgery. But you, And then he said, uh, you have two tears in your meniscus. He said, one's a, uh, a medium meniscus tear. He said, the other one was a vertical tear. He's like, well, I don't know how to even treat that right now because it's behind your knee, so we have to maybe go in, tie it. He's like, well, we got to wait till we open you up first. Wow. So I was like, surgery? He's like... Well, if you want to stay active and do what you do, yes. Yeah. And I said, okay. So we scheduled it, and that was, I had surgery April the 15th. Mm. And uh, by May 15th, I was, I think, already drilling. (laughs) 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 
Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember uh you were posting videos about you in the gym like shortly after like man isn't your knee messed you were in, in a brace yeah, at yeah, the gym yeah, yeah. They put me in a full uh full length uh brace and I think week 3 I was doing deadlifts. <laughs> yeah, so we're I'm going into month 7 and I'm at a point where I think I mean, I haven't yet fully trained. I mean, I've been yeah. training a little bit, but yeah. not like fully. Full out, yeah. Because I still don't trust the, the stability. Agreed, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, So <clears throat> I try to play a lot more bottom. That way I don't have to step to yep. pivot or anything yep. like that. But my cardio is gone. Like, I, I, you know, this weekend during the seminar, if guys want to train, I'm going to be like, nope. <laughs> I got two minutes for Hard you. Hard pass. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, man, yeah. it's just, it's so hard when you yeah. start missing. Because you miss a week, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take long. Yeah. It doesn't take long. Yeah. I mean, I've been missing months. You yeah. Know? So, um, I remember, I think last month was the first time I really trained a little bit. Like, not hard, but like hard. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I felt like I was going to die. Yeah. I felt like I was going to throw up. I haven't had that feeling. It sucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I didn't want to throw up. Yeah. Like, it's not like I was out of shape. It's right. just, I wasn't in the. Jiu-jitsu yeah, conditioning. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so it's been, you know, slowly getting better, slowly Good. getting better, but I still got a long ways to go. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, um, when I, 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 I've torn my LCL, I've torn my meniscus, uh, never an ACL. I mean, I've, I've been lucky. Yeah, <laughs> knock on wood. I actually, there was one time, I don't know how my knee stayed intact. Um, uh, a buddy of mine, good training partner of mine, had me in a, uh, a single leg, and he was about to run the pipe. Well, as he was about to run the pipe, I was turning away to kind of limp the leg mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. and my, my knee went in two directions. I felt it. Oh, yeah. It went in two directions, and it stayed intact. I don't know how. I was so lucky that day. Yeah. Uh, it may have been that my I, my my other foot must have slipped or something, mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. fell right, and it it must have happened just in time because that would have been catastrophic. I mean, two yeah. directions, no good. You know, the speaking of injuries, you know what's funny is like you know, with um, there's a video, Instagram video that I I um, posted about three things that you didn't know about jujitsu. Yeah, I think that was the title of the video, and of course. You know, people have their opinions. This is fine. Of course. But, you know, I think one of the things I talked about was jiu-jitsu was relatively safe. I said relatively safe compared to other sports. Yeah. And one of the things I said was, like, you don't repeatedly get punched in the face. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a that's a big one for me. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get punched in the face. And so, but the crazy thing was, man, that thing got probably, you know, half a million views. And people were just commenting, Oh, me, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, I hurt my ACL the first day in class. Oh, I got my arm popped. And, you know, like to the viewers or to my fans that are posting that, guys, look at the way you're training. That's the first thing you got to look at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know guys in their 60s that train every day and they're fine. Yeah. So you got to really look at like how you're training. If you're spazzing out, training like you're a crazy person, yeah, you're probably going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And you can't say that it's... No sports even safe. None. Not 100%. You, you no way. You can play ping pong <laughs> and roll your ankle and 100%. break. Yeah, that's you know right. what I mean? Like that's there's right. no sport that's safe. Yeah. And again, I said relatively safe relatively compared safe. to other combat sports. Yeah. And again, I don't, I'm not going to go deep into explaining this to you. Right. It's just, yeah. It's my channel. I, that's what <laughs> I want. And, but, but, and, uh, but it's accurate. What you're saying is accurate. You know, yeah. it's relatively safe compared to other combat sports. Yeah. That's why so many people can do it. Yeah. Even compared to wrestling. Like, how many people do you know over 30 years old that wrestle on a daily basis? Zero. How many people over 35, 40 years old do you know that train judo daily? Zero. No. 
Yeah, you zero. You can't. My it's, body wouldn't hold up. You couldn't. Yeah. I know people who've tried it. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. It's just too hard on your body. Yeah. Yeah. Even boxing, even Muay Thai. How many yeah. people do you see that? Dude, I mean, can you imagine at at at, at 50 years old getting punched in the head yes. like every day? No, no, it's just not going to no, happen. You can't. Yeah. But yeah. in jiu-jitsu, we can still train hard. Yep. 100%. Yep. <clears throat> you, you could train every day if you really yeah. wanted to. Yeah. And yeah. relatively stay safe. Yep. Yep. You know and what I mean? I've trained through injuries. Sure. I've trained jujitsu through, in, I mean, you were, you were drilling a week out, yeah. a week out of surgery yeah. because there's ways to do it where yeah. you can take care of your partner. Yeah. And actually, um, uh, my friend Tojo, um, he was on the podcast, uh, Alex Cray, good friend of mine, Black uh, Belt. Yeah. Um, he was talking about training with people who have injuries. Mm -hmm. And it, he said, if your jujitsu IQ is high enough, you can train with somebody with an injury and have a good training session. Sure. Yeah. So, no, I mean, you can train with anybody. Yeah. I can train with my six year old son, five year old son. Yeah. Still get good training because there's things that we can still work on. Yeah. There's things that you can do. You, there's things that you can go around about doing. It. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's how you train. It's you. It's you. At the end of the day, it's you. Yeah. And, you know, um, when I, when I was starting out, I was a spazzy white belt like everybody else trying to win. I don't know what the hell I was trying to win. Well, everybody does. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. Still, no, even at black belt, we still try to win. We still try to win. Yeah, let's not, let's not. Let's not, let's not get twisted. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, uh, trying to win and not knowing what you're doing is a is a recipe for sure. for yeah for destroy you know whatever. But um, so I remember hearing like the higher belts, and that and that day it was like purple, you know, blue and purple. Mm -hmm. But they were telling me like no one wants to train with a spazzy white belt, and like if you're at an open mat and people are like looking around around at, you know around <laughs> you, it's because you're a spazzy white you're belt. You're the guy. So. I made it a point, man. I wanted to be a person that they wanted to train with. So what first thing I started doing was sitting on my butt. That's the first thing I started doing. And, you know, a higher belt's like, okay, this guy's not going to elbow you me in the face. that dirty I mean, guard puller. <laughs> dark, dirty guard puller. <laughs> but I sat on my butt instead of standing up because mm -hmm. no one wants to take a head butt. No one wants to take an elbow. And then the first time I realized I was making progress is one of the black belts in the academy was like, okay, come on over. Like, really? Okay, cool. You know, that must mean I'm making some progress, right? But You know, what's odd is that... In my days, when I was a white belt, I don't really, I vaguely remember. Yeah. But it was the opposite way. The upper belts came to us. Yeah. Because they wanted to beat the shit out of us. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't think I, I get, like, every, yeah. sometimes I would have to literally, like, like turn my head and be like, act like I didn't see this guy. <laughs> like a high, like a three-stripe blue belt. Yeah. And three-stripe blue belt back then was just yeah. this. Yeah. Like he's had three MMA fights under his belt. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this guy's the yeah. toughest could be. Yeah. Be like, let's roll. Yeah. Ugh. Oh <laughs> no about that. Like you, yeah. you're literally you can't be spazzy because they don't give you time to be spazzy. Right. They yeah. literally they just like, beat the crap out of you. That's the way it was. That's yeah. why I said it was <clears throat> some things that I miss about the old days. Yeah. Like even now, if we wanted to, we could take that spazzy white belt. Yeah. And just put him on his back. And not give them an inch to work to be Agreed. spazzy. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. But we don't. We allow them to, to work, work. Yeah. And that's why they can be spazzy. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I mean? That's a very good point. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. again, it was the exact opposite thing. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know. I, was, I mean, I guess I was a spazzy white belt, but I remember because I was getting my ass kicked. <laughs> every, every session, I was just getting my ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. ever wonder why you came back? I'm like, why did I come back the next day? I'm just getting know. the shit kicked out of me. That's, that's I guess, one common thing that we had jujitsu guys have is like, we just, like, oh, just keep coming back. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason for it. That's I think that's healthy ego. Like yeah. your ego gets you back, right? So yeah, that's yeah. kind of healthy ego. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We all need that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. 
But hey, listen, um, I want to I want to get back for a second. I want to get back to the Matt Made show uh, before we close out today. Yeah. So um, you and I were talking about the the future of Matt Made, and we were talking about um, how you're gonna you're gonna change things up, and you're gonna bring people. I don't know if this is something you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, bring people to Atlanta to come see you. How right. is that? How is that gonna work? Like, how how do you go about that? So right now, you know, we're filming in other locations, cities. Yeah. You know. We're still going to do that. Yeah. And the process is, so I'm going to explain the process. Uh, as I explained just briefly earlier, people can now go to our website, mattmade.com, yep. and upload their own stories. Yeah. Okay, their own version, short stories they can record at the comfort of their home, upload it, our team, you know, they'll chop it up. Very cool. But once those videos go up, the process is this. Once it goes up and we see how the viewers are acting, reacting to mm. all of our videos. Mm. So, you know, Susie Sue over here posts a video about her story. And th let's say this thing gets like 2.5 million views. That means that people really resonate with her There's story. There's interest. Yeah. So she's probably going to be on one of the main episodes. I love it. Yeah. So we're like, we're taking the books like before we were randomly picking like this person will be probably a good story to yep. do it on. And it, I mean, well, it's our company. It's what we do. So I can't say it's not fair. I mean, we do what we do, yeah. but to make this open to everybody, once we start having these submissions of stories, we can pick out the best one of each, um, um, how should I say it? Um, each side, I guess. I mean, one for, you know, uh, health and fitness. Yeah, like a category. Woman. Right. Each category. Yeah, each yeah. category. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so that's what we opened that up. And so we're still going to go do the, um, our regular episodes throughout the year. Mm -hmm. But what I'm planning on, where we're actually going to have a meeting, um, coming up here in a few weeks, hopefully that it goes well. We want to start inviting some of those people to Atlanta. One a month, I want to do a, an episode, but like more like a vlog style. So not like yeah. a full out production, but we'll still have our team there. Yeah. And so what they'll do is they'll fly in, they'll spend the day with me. Um, we'll train together. We'll have a mat chat, talk about, you know, their story. And then I'll basically take them to my favorite restaurant, my favorite place to hang out, show them around my town. Yeah. And so it's exactly the same concept that, but, but we're bringing people in because what's important is the story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not only the food, not only the fun, but the story is what's important. Yeah. So we want to give more of that. Yeah. You know, so hopefully we can have, you know, 12 stories on just those yeah. short episodes. And then we'll have full length episodes, you know, that that's going to be out too. And I, all, all the short stories. Yeah. I, I love that idea. I love the idea because, you know, when you're going on location, right, you went to Nashville and you went to, you know, other spots. But you go on location and someone is like, okay, Kenny's coming to hear my story. Okay, cool. But think of the mindset shift when that when somebody says, hey, I'm flying out to go see Kenny to, to tell my story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I think you're going to get a lot more genuine, open conversation right. because right. they're going to be, they're going to feel like I'm in a safe place and no one's here watching. Right, right. right? I'm not. And, I'm and the production value is going to be less because and our people just don't understand how, like how big our production is yeah. we show up they're like oh my god what is all this <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and, yeah. and people kind of shy away from the camera like yeah. it's, it's hard but like imagine like 
you're just trading and you have somebody like almost it won't be a phone but just somebody next to you just kind of filming yeah so yeah. nothing else it's just training session we just talk we crack up and i mean everything that you would do during a training session yeah yeah but we just showcased your story. I love it. I love it. You know? Yeah. And, and it takes a little getting used to like, um, like, you, you know, you're a professional. So I, you know, throwing on the headphones, talking on this, it's not a big deal for you, but some people have a really yeah. big problem. Right. But once they put the headphones on and once we <laughs> just start having a conversation, I just kind of hit record, you yeah. know, and just, it just changes the whole, mm -hmm. right, whole dynamic. So just imagine, and I'm, I'm just kind of thinking out loud in, in my own head, going to, you know, going to Marietta, hanging out with Kenny and then, you know, we're having dinner, we're talking, and there's a camera like right here. Yeah. And you're like, I'm trying to act natural. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a little getting used to it, right? Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. But especially, like like I said, with bigger, like three, four cameras. Yeah. You know, you got the boom mic here. Yeah. You get, you're, you know, mic'd up. Yeah, that could be a little bit hard on people. Yeah. But I think with this newer lock style that we're going to, in addition to what we're doing, yeah, I think this is going to make people feel comfortable. Because, I love it, man. Like when you're rolling, you're not even going to think about it. Yeah. Afterwards, we're sitting against the wall just talking. Yeah. And they're just documenting that. They're not going to be in your face, but they're going to be documenting it. Yeah. That's so cool, man. You know? Yeah. So, so listen, um, we've been going for uh, about an hour and a half. And um, wow, time flew by. Yeah, yeah. So listen, uh, before we before we close out, I, I just want people to be able to find you, you know, and understand you you're, you describe the Matt Made show really well, and uh, just kind of give people an idea of how to share their story, how to find you, where they can follow you, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, um, I am in Marietta, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. So if you guys ever want to come visit, we have a big facility. Uh, you guys can come and train with us. We have um, everything you need. Uh, my Instagram handle is Kenny Kim BJJ, and that's for everything: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Kenny Kim BJJ, and then for our Matt Made, it's Matt Made. That's it. Perfect. You know, uh, they can find us there. Uh, all the the episodes and short stories are on YouTube, mm -hmm. so make sure you guys subscribe, share, and then on Instagram, you can see all our short stories on there too, Perfect. and even on TikTok. Perfect. Now, um, mattmade.com, you guys can log on. Not log on. You guys can just uh, get to mattmade.com. You guys can share your own story. There's a bunch of stories you guys, different categories. Like, you can go in there and click, like, I want to hear about family stories. I want to hear about PTSD. Like, you can hear different stories, and it has an option for you to upload your own story. When you click on that, you'll get a video prompt of me, like, running you through the process. It takes, like, five minutes, and you can record your own story. You can post it up. Who knows? You may be the next uh, Matt Made star, and uh, yeah. we come out, or you come out with me, and we do the next uh, episode on you. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, guys. Um, uh, before oh, before we close out, hang on. I got to ask you the uh, lightning round of questions. Huh, okay. Lightning round. Okay. There are Not no- to answer them fast? Yeah. There's no, okay. there's no wrong answers, and you can pass. Okay. All right? Okay. Here we go. Uh, name a game show you think you could actually win. Jeopardy. Favorite cheap meal? Chocolate. What's the longest you've gone without brushing your teeth? Day. What's your go-to karaoke song? Um, Stevie Wonder. Nice. Uh, what's a dumb song you secretly like? Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Do you sleep in or take a nap? Uh, take a nap. PlayStation or Xbox? None. DC or Marvel? None. What's your favorite childhood TV show? Um, Gilligan's Island. Travel into the future or back in time? Future. Rolling Stones or Elvis? 
Rolling Stones. Right, man. All right. Well, listen, everybody, thank you guys for listening. And if you got something out of the podcast, if you liked it, please like, share, subscribe. We are on YouTube or on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, everything. Uh, the BJJ Foxcast. Kenny, thank you again for doing this, brother. Alex, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. I can't wait to hear this. Yes, I'm, I'm excited, man. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, we're clear. Boom. Yeah, that was awesome, man. That was good awesome. work. Hey, you did good work. Thank you.